1-2-3, it's the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm Dan Casey. I'm here with Travis, Climatech Pro Care. How, how are you this morning? Doing good. Doing good. Are Got you sure? Yeah, I am. Sorry, like I said, I, get, <laughs> I come in here and I see all the news. I try to stay away from news, and I know that sounds crazy on news talk. I shouldn't do that, but man, sometimes your head just gets... It just gets sick of listening to all of it. Yeah, well, you? you know, you can monitor yourself. I do very little news. Me too. Very little. I get the gist of it and I move on. That's exactly because, what I do. Um, yeah, but I that's okay. Totally agree. And and the good news is the is fine. But yeah, I mean, Andrew does a phenomenal job. So, agree you know, with that. you take that in and then you just move on with your day uh, to something more positive like air care. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. We got a little break. Oh. Little break. Weather's been kind of nice. Got a little bit of rain. Sure didn't get a lot, but got a little bit of rain. Weather's definitely calmed down on the emergency service calls for us. So we're able to do um, more of the maintenances and things like that, starting to prep and get ready for cool weather. Because as we know, it could be, heck, I don't know, another week or two, we could get a cold snap. You just never know. Not uh, in this area. Yeah. Well, it's typically that, that week of the fair. That's when it always seems to fall. I don't know what the fair, I don't know where it's at this year. I haven't even looked, but that's typically okay. your first week of cool weather. <laughs> it's crazy how that tracks, but it seems to be there every year. <laughs> okay. I'm not, you know, you're trying to take me down roads. So we're just not going to go down. <laughs> uh, we're just going to rein this right in and uh, talk about climate tech and what you're going on. And I bet it's a lot better situation for you in uh, the attics right now. It is. And that's something else that we're doing more of now. Uh, stuff we may have put off in the in the really hot weather. Um, you know, if it's something that you may not have wanted to address, now's definitely the time to start looking into that. And the biggest thing we see there are complaints of rooms not heating and cooling like the rest of the house. And a lot of times the complaint is maybe even almost half the house. Uh, cathedral ceilings in living rooms, we see a lot of issues there where the ductwork was never really put in right to begin with. So, you know, air is lazy. It's going to go to the the easiest place to go. So if all of the ductwork on one side of the house is, is short and sweet, kind of like it needs to be, and then you've got something connected the wrong way that runs up and over a cathedral ceiling, the other side of the house doesn't heat and cool like it should on the other side of the cathedral. See that a lot. So those kind of repairs and things like that are what we're dealing with a lot now. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of times when that's the case, like the master bedroom may be what's on the other side. So that's what suffers the most, and that's what you really want the most cooling in. Uh, so those are things that we're definitely addressing this time of year throughout the winter, um, which is kind of odd because that's when you quit worrying about it because you don't have the problem right now. So it's one of those things like windshield wipers on your car. You don't worry about it when it's not raining. It's kind of that way with our heating and air. You know, you don't worry about it because you kind of forget about it. So this is definitely the time of year that if you've got those kind of problems, it'd be a great time to look at those as well and a good time to get them repaired. Like don't wait till you need it kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, And, for and sure. it's hard. I think it's challenging maybe to keep it top of mind it when you don't need it an is. air conditioner. It's that way with anything, and I totally understand it, and that's why I guess maybe this show may be a good, a good place to throw stuff like that out there. Just might be a reminder that, hey, we did have that problem and didn't want to deal with it when it was 130 in the attics, but now's definitely the time. It's, it's a good time to look into it. And make the changes that you need to make. Correct, correct. Sometimes they're really easy, and other times, you know, I've seen them take complete duct system rechange out, which is a lot. But I've seen it as simple as just a couple of pieces of ductwork that didn't get put in the right way. So there's really no way of knowing. 
uh, without us coming and looking, and that doesn't cost a thing. So if you've got that problem and think you you might even want to know and have never researched it, give us a call. Be glad to come out, climb up there, and take a look, see what's going on. You can call and uh, text Travis. Join in, ask him any questions that you may have concerning your, your air ducts, your air conditioning. We might want to talk about heating systems, which can be a hot mess when you turn on that entire system during the cold snap or two that we have every year. It's 850-437-1620. What about that? What about the first time you turn on your heat? Yep. Get that a lot. Uh, you can expect generally there's a smell. Um, you know, this, actually glad you said that. When you when you turn on your heat for the first time, um, anytime it engages the heat strips, which on a heat pump, let's say you just turn it way up, you know, over the set point, it's going to engage the heat pump and the heat strips. Those heat strips burn off any dust that's on them, so you get that burning smell the first time you run those in the year. Same thing with a gas furnace. Uh, there's a heat exchanger in there that collects some dust over the, the cooling season. That's still going to burn off. So that the first time it comes on, you're going to get a smell. Um, that's typically about it as far as what you will notice. Um, one other smell, we get a lot of complaints on this time of year, and it's people laugh when I say it, but it's actually you can document it and look it up. It's called dirty sock syndrome. So when we get into the season where you're actually going to be using some heat and then you're going to go back to using cooling, and we get quite a bit of that here where you get a cold snap and it may even be on the same day. You may run the heater a little bit at night and the AC the next day. That dirty sock smell Ew. is, it, when I say that, people automatically say that's exactly what it smells like because it smells like a, if you've ever had like a dish rag that you left somewhere and it got that really bad smell to it or a pile of dirty laundry that didn't get picked up for a long time, it has that exact smell and that's actually a bacteria on your coil that kind of lays dormant and when we start going heat and cold we we kind of wake it up and then we smell it um, and what you'll notice is when you go to the cooling after you've heated you will heated that's not the right way to say that <laughs> after you've ran the heater you go back to the cooling and you will smell it for just a few minutes and people don't even know where it's coming from until you start talking about it if you stand under an ac vent you'll smell it and it'll only be there for a few minutes and it'll kind of go away but if that's something you have problems with, that's definitely something we can address and uh, take care of as well. So that's something else that, that we're kind of start hearing a lot about here in the next month or so when we're going back and forth. And it seems to me, I think before you had mentioned that you might, I want to encourage people to give uh, Travis a call or a text right now at 850-437-1620 with any questions that you have about that smell, you've never referred to it as that, so thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like if you really want to look into it, if you yeah. Google that, it will come up. That's actually a term used for it. That's not just my slang. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's actually out there. You know, it's it's been an issue for quite a while. Yeah. Um, it even can happen in automobiles, but it's it's a real thing. And it doesn't mean something's filthy dirty. And that's what everybody, when you use that term, they're like, well, my house is clean. It's not what it's about. It's really not. Um, I have seen it in the cleanest houses in the world. It has nothing to do with cleanliness. So that's not what it is. Do you see a lot of issues with uh, d during the trend where the master bedroom is on the other house of mm -hmm. the other bedrooms? Mm -hmm. 
um, you know, back when that was just how houses were being built in Correct. the 90s and early 2000s. Yep. Where the, it's just not circulating correctly. Yep. We see that a lot. And there's a bunch of different ways to address it. Like I mentioned earlier, duct system problems is some of it. Some of it may not be the duct system problem. It just may be that the, the, the thing was never designed with the same amount of air or, uh, you know, the... The bedroom is typically a place you want cooler than anything else because that's where we like to sleep, like to be covered up. And that's where things like zoning systems and mini splits and things of that nature really come in and do a great job. Um, zoning, for example, you know, we can actually zone a master bedroom suite completely independent from the rest of the house. And you can cool the master bedroom to whatever temperature you'd like and not have to cool the rest of the house. So then you're getting into not only comfort, but a lot of energy savings. Cause if we're only cooling a couple, two, 300 square feet, as opposed to the entire house down to say 72, 71, whatever you like to sleep at, it can save a lot of money on a utility bill. Um, I was just talking to the lady walking in about her utility bill and how it's nice right now. You're getting a little bit of a break, but even at a break, we pay a lot of money for energy these days. Yes. Uh, so anything we can do to eliminate an energy cost is, is a big deal. And when we look at our variable speed systems and the way they operate, that's what they're designed to do. They're designed to only use the energy they need to maintain the house to what it needs to be. So the, the typical system that just turns on and turns off, it's using 100% of its energy when it comes on and then it's shutting off. And then when it comes back on, it's taking a lot more energy to get back to where it's doing what it's supposed to be doing. Our variable speed systems don't do that. They run and they just slow down and they try to maintain a slow, steady pace to maintain whatever you need. And that also allows us to do that zoning we were speaking of to where, you know, maybe maybe if you're not home a lot, even like myself, my house is perfectly fine at 77, even 78 with my humidity in the 40s. Yeah. That actually feels pretty good. Now, I don't want to sleep at that temperature. I want to sleep cooler, but I can set my bedroom to, say, 72, and then the energy that system's going to use is only going to use the energy to cool that bedroom. So it greatly reduces energy cost. Um, other cases where you may already have a, a, a single-speed system installed, you don't want to go to the, the, the brand-new variable speed because you may have something newer, a mini-split in the master bedroom has been a fix for a lot of people that they love because that mini split, you don't even have to run it during the day, but at night you turn it on and brings that temperature of that room where you're sleeping down nice and cold, turns back off during the day. And those energy, uh, the energy usage of a mini split is very low. So that allows you to keep your house at a higher temperature and actually offsets quite a bit and saves quite a bit of money there. So we've got a lot of different solutions for zoning, um, really only cool in the spaces in the house we need to be cooled when we need them cooled. Um, and when you think about it that way, it just makes sense. You know, when you go to bed at night, cooling anything down other than the bedrooms doesn't really need to be done. But a standard house with a typical system has to cool the whole house at one time. That's the only way it works. So in order to get the house cooler, like we most of us like it at night, we have to really run that system all the way down and the whole house gets cold just so we can sleep in that bedroom. So, these are solutions that I, I really, these intrigue me. This is what I like talking about, what I like going over with customers, because every house is different. You know, two-story houses are different than single-story, and uh, the system you have and the age of that system plays into effect. So there's definitely no way to just sit here and say, one rule, everything fits all. But there's a lot of ways to do it and really cut back on energy use, because that's 
it's becoming a bigger and bigger deal, and I don't see energy use or energy uh, going down in price anytime soon. What about people that close their vents? Mm-hmm. Like, just say there's several people in the home, and we mm-hmm. all have different body temperatures and things that are our coolness level, right. our warmth level, mm-hmm. and I'll, you know, we close the vents right. during when people have the whole heater on, and it's right. like. Personally, I'm like, seriously, it may get that cold twice a year. Here, stop it. So is that harmful to your unit or even with the air and you're freezing? And so you'll go through the house and flip the old vents, Mm -hmm. you know. That can be, it can be detrimental to the system. Um, You know, if you shut one vent down, you're not probably going to hurt anything. But you go beyond one vent and you start shutting two, three, four vents the duct system on a house is designed to move a certain amount of air per whatever unit you've got. So if we're designed to move 800 CFMs and we start shutting a few vents and now we're down to 600 or 500 CFMs, your heater and your refrigeration circuit both are designed to move that amount of air to keep the refrigeration circuit working like it's supposed to and to keep the heater working like it's supposed to. So if we cut that air down we do start to have a bad effect on both of those systems, and it's something that can lead to complete system failure. Um, but it typically doesn't do that immediately. It's something that takes a long time, and it's something that just really cuts back on your energy. Again, it wastes energy because standard systems, they don't know there's vents closed. They're just going to run using the same amount of energy. So it's definitely a better idea if you can get the system sized properly um, you know, one vent, like I said, is probably not going to hurt anything, but you don't, you don't really want to go over that. Are the older units costing people in older homes more money than they realize? Are you just life, uh, not, I don't want to say a life sucker, but just no, energy really do. suckers. People don't realize how much they can actually be wasting on an old system that is working, you know, and that's, that's kind of the rationale is, well, it's working, don't fix it, or it's working, don't worry about it. And I can't tell you how many customers I've had that that have that mentality, and they finally do change the unit, and they think, man, I should have done this a long time ago. I mean, I've seen literally hundreds, in some extreme cases, three and $400 on a power bill saved per month by changing out a system. You know, the, the extreme case I'm speaking of there, we actually put in a variable speed system and a mini split in a master bedroom, and this was a, a family that liked to sleep cool, so they cranked it down to 71 at night. But now the main system stays at 76. They turn the bedrooms down. And, I mean, it was over $400 in the summertime oh, per wait. month. And, you know, there's some of us may not realize that some utility bills out there are, I mean, upwards even $1,000. And, yeah, you can really pay for a system quickly <laughs> if you've yes. got those kind of energy costs. Um, there's a lot that can be done. Because your HVAC system is a the major part of your energy in the home. Especially, I would think, the older homes. Yeah. I mean, if it's a leakier home where yeah. it's not built as tight, absolutely, because it's going to run more. Uh, you need more to cool the same square footage because you've got infiltration coming in that you can't control. Absolutely. What is one thing that you're seeing now besides, like, I'm so grateful, uh, you know, for you, your team, people that have had to endure such a long, hot summer. It was that. Long, hot summer. 
you know, and so now would be the time. We just want to reiterate, you're not maybe using your air during the day right now. The windows are possibly open. But we want to reiterate that we want to remember that the problem that you had over the summer and when you called, that problem didn't resolve itself. It will reappear. It will. So go ahead and give them a call while now the temperatures are a little bit cooler. I think we're in the low 80s now. We're actually going to have some days in the low 80s, and I saw some nights even going to be, we're we're right there at the 50s, the low 60s. So, yeah, it's definitely cooled off. So it won't be life-threatening for someone to come out now. So go ahead and, and give them a call or check them out on Facebook. You can text your questions also right now. Uh, to Travis at 850-437-1620. It is the Pensacola Expert Panel, and we're here with Travis from Climatech of Pro Air and all the things, like, besides buying a home and owning a home, the next thing I'm thinking would be the heating and cooling of the home. It's a big deal. It really is. And it, it gets overlooked way more than you would think. And I know my my bride considers me an ac nerd because i'm always looking you know and oh, it's, yeah. we see tons of it though where we we've got this beautiful home you know everything's done immaculately and the ac system is just not anywhere near what it should be and that's you know i guess if the homeowner's fine that's that's what they wanted that's okay but there are so many options in the hvac world that i think people don't even know about and if you don't ask, you don't know because it's just not it's not an intriguing topic that you're going to get all entwined. You know, yeah, it's yeah. just not. So it's something you have to actually go out and pursue it and ask what's out there. Um, and that's something that we don't charge for. You know, it's it's easy to have the conversation, even if you just want to talk on the phone. Glad to do it. If you want us to come out and look at it, that's fine, too. But there are lots of options out there to increase comfort, to reduce energy cost. I mean, there's just a lot that could be done um, to a home that's pretty incredible when you start digging into it and the main thing cutting down on those energy costs goodness mm-hmm. gracious there are, i, I have heard i've heard a lot of people like they could be almost half their mortgage right now yep and it's it's happened multiple times where we've seen systems that could be purchased and financed which we offer and the financing cost of that system is less than the savings on the energy cost so if you look at it that way, you could almost justify it as free, but you literally can pay for a system that maybe, let's say it's $200 a month, but you're saving 250 on your power. Why wouldn't you do it and have the less headaches, all the comfort that goes along with it? Because you get a lot of other benefits with these new systems as well. So that's just stuff that we see that people don't think about. Again, it's just something that, you know, you've paid the power bill. It's kind of crep up, crep up, crep up, and it's not something that you think about except when you pay it every month. But a main factor there is your HVAC. Absolutely. Talking with Travis of Climatech of Pro Air, and tell us again about the split system and how that works. Yeah, well, the mini splits are just something that there's the a lot mini of. Split. Yeah, okay. there's well, there's a lot of options uh, with mini splits as far as the indoor unit goes, and and even the zoning. You know, you can do a one outdoor unit on a mini split can control up to five indoor heads. So you could do five separate rooms with five separate heads that have five separate dif- different temperature controls, um, and they don't have to be the wall-mounted units that a lot of people have seen and think, well, that might not be what I want to see in my bedroom. Well, they make flush-mount ceiling cassettes that mount flush with the sheetrock ceiling that look very neat and very clean. So there's a lot of options there. 
Um, and like I said, we see it sometimes where they just want to do one room. Sometimes it's multiple rooms. And the, the multiple room part of the, the mini split that's nice is you can have completely independent temperatures in those rooms. Like you were mentioning before, you may have one person likes to sleep this temp, one the other, one this. Mm-hmm. Pick your own, you know, and we've done that before. And in additions, especially where they may be adding uh, two bedrooms. And one of them that comes to mind was actually a, a teenager. And then uh, the gentleman's mother was moving back in with them. So she obviously wanted a warmer room than the teen. So we did. We put two mini splits in those bedrooms. And one of them stays around 71, 72. And the other one stays at almost 80. And everybody's happy. Well, they need to call. They need to talk to you about this. What number can they call to get this information or just have the conversation with you? Yeah, call us on our, our phone line is 850-857-4700. Or you can go to climatechproair.com. You can look us up there and make requests there as well. But always glad to talk. That's kind of my, I like gabbing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you do. But you're good at it and you're good at what you do. So can you get a mini, it's a mini splitter. Uh-huh installed if you're building a new home sure absolutely we do that quite a bit uh people put them in their garages that's also a big a very popular thing if you want to store stuff in your garage but it don't get mildewed and nasty you can throw a mini split in the garage you don't have to keep it as cold as the house but you can keep the moisture out of it uh we put them in bonus rooms up above garages that's a very popular place for them as well um even a a sunroom they like to call it where you've got a lot of glass in one room that's not in the rest of the house throw them in there. All those are great places and, and places that come to mind that we have actually done mini splits. We A house we're doing right now has got a mini split that does the bonus room over the garage and they've got a pet room. They basically built a room like a mud room, mm-hmm. I guess most people call it, but it's really made for their pets. It's got a little wash down station and stuff. They can clean the dogs and it's got its own little control. Um, and that's kind of nice because in a room like that, you don't want the smells and all mixing with the rest of the house. So that's another thing that mini splits do is they isolate the air in a room as opposed to just putting a grill out there from the house. Because mm-hmm. if we put a grill in that room from the house, all that air is coming back into the house. So if you've got a room with any kind of smells or anything like that where you wouldn't want them coming back in, just another solution. Storage sheds outside. I've got one in my house. I've got a storage shed that's nowhere near connected to my house. Through the smallest mini split I could find in it. Keeps everything in there from rusting, mildewing. I had some pictures and things my mother left i put them out there didn't want them molding so a lot of solutions travis thank you so much again a plethora of information give travis a call at 850-857-4700 these mini splits are very intriguing thank you for being a part of the pensacola expert panel the ballet of pensacola is up next right after this